wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the phone while Scotty's talking Way too long, got time to smoke one more Taking the message to the people now Keep smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down Right, it's all time for some grow talk. Yeah, what's up, dude? Hanging out. What day is it? Is this Sunday grow talk? No, this is Saturday. I don't know. No, this hey, Sunday grow talk. It, are you sure? All right. Yeah. We just listened to Ninja yesterday. Come all on. Right. I'm glad that I want to go to work tomorrow, man. Good. I'm working every day of the week. No, nice. no, man. <laughs> I just look at tell it the wrong way. I can't I'm tell what's kidding. work, man. It's joy. I love for me, man. I'm I love talking grow. Let's get into it, guys. Guys, it's grow talk show. It's going to be brought to you by Garden Gear Supply. And if you don't know what you're going to get over there, get some radical bags, guys. I'm getting ready to set up my grow, getting stoked. I have a 20, I think it's a 25 or 35 gallon radical bag. I haven't decided if I'm going to try and turn it into a worm bin or just have like, I'm, I'm tempted, Scotty, to plant, you know, when you have a bigger container, you've done it before. Like, oh, if you have three plants in one pot by law enforcement, that might be one plant. <laughs> Good luck. My lawyer has defense with the rhizosphere, but uh, I don't like to do that because usually you have an issue, like especially with seeds. If one feed, you know, something outgrows the other one, then you're really stuck with some weird yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't love that. I like to have individual control so you can actually rotate the plants too. I think it's important when you have lights that can't move to be able to be able to move your plants. And you only hurt both plants when you give them uh, when you have two plants that have the same competing root zone. They're competing for the same nutrients against each other. Right. Uh, one is going to win that. It's not like you're going to have good growth from both of them. Yeah, it's like the preacher says. It's not a competition. It's cooperation. I'll tell you the two things you don't have to worry about. Mainly, the main benefits, there's many. that I think on the radical bags, made in USA is always nice. But they're air pruning. You're not going to get root pound as well as just being something that you can reuse over and over and over again. And like you don't, the first thing I worry about about going to a mesh bag is am I gonna have runoff? It's like when I water it in, is it gonna be a big problem? And it hasn't been for me at all. I've grown in peat and cocoa in them and highly suggest them guys. Shane is a cool cat, go support. DGC, Radical Bags, uh, coupon code DUDE. That's my that's my promo, man. Yeah, right on. Right on. Shane is a cool cat, guys. It's one of those sponsors that are always fun to work with, talk, hang out in the industry, and just have a good time token. Nice. All right. So back to the grow talk here. First, we see some DGC growing some dank, man. Over Come on dogrows.com. Got a Come couple. On. If you guys are growing something you want us to get up on the show, go to dogrows.com. Click on the latest and get your dank nugs up. This one was from Meat Chief. Just a reminder here. Shout out, Meat. Um, he goes, it's that time of year sure when you is. need to rely on predators to protect your outdoor ladies. And basically, we're looking at a picture of a ladybug just right on top of a flower um, outdoor in Colorado. I don't know, Guru, is this how your ladies are looking about development flower right now? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think mine too. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, we got to give them till uh, you need to go till usually October 15th or later to pull a pretty good harvest. So hopefully the weather cooperates. But he's making the point once you get so much in the flower, I mean, people at this point in flower, I'll still spray a little depending on what it is. But let some ladybugs do some work. Sure. Put them on your garden, whether you think there's anything or not. Ladybugs are, I shouldn't say usually available. It depends on where you live and, you know, what's around you. Where I've lived, by nurseries would carry ladybugs or sometimes the grocery store could order in predators. You can order them in the mail now pretty damn quick. 
Um, but they're awesome, man. Just as a basic IPM for outdoor, because once your flowers keep maturing, if you have stuff in there, you know, you're kind of screwed and limited on what you can spray on them. I think it is kind of weak sauce that we have been talking about growing for how many years and we really don't have any good predator people to work with, man. You know, we should actually figure out, maybe I'll make a post about that, man. Figure out who everybody's working with around the country, where the, where the uh, good companies are for uh, different parts of the country. That sounds like a, like a good dude grows post, man. What, I mean, I guess it'll only make a difference if there's insectaries on the East Coast or West Coast yeah, where you yeah. can get your freshest bugs. Uh, well, thing, I, I ship bamboo and I love shipping bamboo to Florida because I grow it in Florida. I don't want to ship bamboo to Washington state because, oh my God, yeah. it's just got to suffer <laughs> for a week. So, you know, bugs have got to be even, even more you know fragile like that. We also got, uh, the cream from Bacillus G. This is looking good, man. We're looking at some pictures of some big bud and nice, the last picture here of looking at trichomes, guys, if you guys haven't looked at trichomes close up as a grower, I mean, hopefully everybody's one of the first things you should check out even before you grow. Um, we're looking at trichomes that look awesome, just curling Jeez. all the way up and down this leaf. Don't tell me what he's got going on. Yeah, a lot um, of white in those trichome heads too, man. You know, you, what you want is less less clear and more white. There's a nice couple using the SKA 400 Nectar for the Gods Peep, Peep Cocoa Blend. I like that. I got I have a little peat ever since I grew. I like the smell of it, the earthy smell. Um, but rocking here, guys. This thing looks awesome. Flushed for 17 days, harvested at day 63, the cream. Nice. Nice. All right. All right. So let's see here. We're gonna get into the grow talk, man. Yeah. Hang, are you there? Are you hanging in it, Scotty? I'm down, man. Let's do are you this. Sure. Man. Can you talk grow still? <laughs> I got play I got to my six plant limit. I mean, I just don't talk too much about it, man, because last year I don't know if you remember, but they got fucking robbed. So I'm kind of keeping my mouth shut. Good job, Scotty. But uh yeah, I'm still growing, man. <laughs> All right, I got a little what's grow, going on. And- real quick, man, my grow ain't exciting. I got a ton of recharge. I manufacture recharge all the time. I wash the recharge bags. So I take the, the runoff water from when I wash the recharge bags and I water my no-till beds with them and my plants look fucking awesome. So, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? It's just not complicated for me, man. No, it doesn't need to be at all, 100%. Yeah. That's what I was going to tell me what I should do. Out here, I was cruising around. Um, I was going to a local nursery by me that has all kinds of crazy stuff, just like house plants, outdoor plants, landscape landscape plants, the whole nine yards. Sure. And then uh, I wandered back to a clearance section, like "Ah, maybe there's something good back there. I was there to pick up a watering container. I like to have a nice one-gal watering container with a narrow spout, you know, for precise hand watering. Right. So... They had a 50-gallon fabric pot that they're circular. They're, they're uh, a foot tall, 36 an inch in a diameter, sure. and hold 50 gallons of material. I'm like, this is a sign. It's in the clearance area. <laughs> like, I got, I, I just, and my brain started, to, like, is that big enough? I should try, uh, like, a no-till pot with it, 50 gallons of material? 50 gallons is certainly big enough to do no-till, absolutely. And then, all right, because that's what, they're getting me thinking I should do, because I want to do one no-till pot 
and then a couple you know, other you plants. Be careful that are- of that stuff, though, man, because you know it's like one of those things where I was listening. I can't remember who it was, man. So I'm so sorry. I don't remember who it was in the DGC. Maybe Godfather. I can't remember. But somebody was talking about how they get uh, bugs. I think I can't remember spider mites or some kind of aphid or something, but from the cover crop. So you know they've got a clover cover crop, and they're like, oh, maybe the bugs came in through that. You know, when you have all that, you know, no-till requires having a cover crop and having things decomposing. Um, you are inviting bugs so you gotta There's be careful ways, with that yeah it'll probably be like as with everything else i do like dudes hybrid no-till style i don't know if you can <laughs> hybrid no-till it though man you know what i mean i, I mean the thing you're all, right all i mean if, if you guys are anybody ready to go into organic growing or no-till or that kind of stuff has to have a good handle on pest management uh actually talk which we're going to get into that in depth soon talk to jeremy from build a soil today and we're scheduling to get him on the show here next week so nice. to talk all about ipm but that's all but, about an ecosystem right no till is all about an ecosystem you're pulling nitrogen out of the air and fixing it and bringing it into the roots um you know it's same with you know and you're you're basically those, those are little tiny bugs those microbes are little tiny bugs in there that are fixing nitrogen and delivering it to the roots and all that stuff you've got bigger bugs you know like all sorts of size bugs that are going to be going on in there so i think that's about finding predators and beneficial bugs that are able to keep keep your your pathogens in check yeah that's like the the right there what you're saying is the the teeter-totter it's like you can't say it's easier to grow organic no-till or it's easier to grow synthetic or it's it's easier easier to to grow grow hybrid synthetic because what's that it's easier to grow synthetic synthetic is fucking easy man you take a and b and put it on there (laughs) yeah it's fucking really easy uh it's yeah they both can be screwed up pretty easily but i hear you i hear you sure regardless i'll keep you updated on my what i decided to do the grow tent is erected uh i have an hvac guy coming over we're looking at a mini split situation where i might even be putting the outdoor part of the mini split in my laundry room after I have a discussion with my wife about that. And uh, you got to get creative when you're a renter, though. So that's where I'm at, you know, putting the, the, the side of a mini split on the outside of a garage where people walk by a lot, I think is that's as you know, I don't like any security risk. It's pretty obvious. I think if you have a mini split going into a garage or a grower, like the neighborhoods where they'll just steal your mini split, like in Florida, there's neighborhoods mm-hmm. where they'll steal your whole air conditioner, man, a pickup truck will just show up and they'll steal your outside <laughs> part of your air conditioner gone. Uh, I used to do that with ATMs. Not me, but yeah, it reminds me of that <laughs> redneck thievery. I got a badass truck. Let's just get to ATN. Anyway, Grow Talk off of dudegrows.com here, guys. Pull, getting into the grower questions. I'm going to try and hang out there a little bit and uh, see what I can get done. I love them getting up, though. I'm going through them. I don't think we're keeping up with all of them, but the community is helping out. So it's a great resource Absolutely. if you're getting a grower question up. This one is from Moho Horizon called oh, Four right. Seasons Greenhouse. Yeah. Guru and I were talking about a Four Seasons Greenhouse. Mrs. Real and I were talking about a Four Seasons Greenhouse. It goes, I'm about to build a greenhouse for my summer grow, but need to make it a four-season greenhouse. Otherwise, my growing will have to be limited to just summers for the next couple of years. Sure. And we know where he's simply, at? What's that? Do we know where he's at? Uh, yeah, Washington. He okay, goes, that great. is simply just unacceptable. So Agreed. he's got blueprint, blueprints for a greenhouse, which will be 16 by 8 foot width with 10 foot ceilings. Nice. That's gorgeous. And, uh, well, I don't know if this is stock imagery here. I think this might just because this one has a foundation. He's going to do just your gravel foundation, you know, over his, his current grass and soil. Sure. Um, so he's in Washington. He needs to come up with a plan to keep the greenhouse warm at night for eight months out of the year. 
I know I could run the lights at night through light depth tarp over the greenhouse to help keep things warm, but sure. I don't want to do that. He wants to use the sun along with supplemental LED, you know, power consumption, keep the power consumption down. Sure, man, so like what a options, water battery, bro. What uh, options uh, does he have to keep this thing warm? Hmm. Rocket mass heater is going to oh, be the man. cheapest Going. option for doing that. <laughs> yeah, but that's not passive at all. You got to show up and burn shit in that thing. Once you have to burn a 30 minute fire and that'll heat your greenhouse all night long. That's that much work. You can even hook I it would, up. You can even hook it up with propane so it runs off of propane. Can if I you train want to. my dog to do it? Probably. Dogs are smart. They are pretty. Smart. I would Your look into what Guru is saying because yeah, you guys research those and that is a very interesting thing. But somebody had mentioned in the comments here that I agree with, and I've seen, um, and it's the easiest one to do is putting out so Spartan grown. Um, get a 50 gallon or 55 gallon black barrel or any any black container mm-hmm. um, that you can get that holds a volume of water that's going to get a lot of that water is going to be a heat sink. It's going right. to heat all that up. But I would start with like one. It's you can get a 55 gallon drum, put it in the corner of your greenhouse, put a hygrometer in there, you know, know how cold your greenhouse is getting without it. Then add one and say, OK, I gained two to a half degrees, I have no idea what that will be with adding this one green barrel or black barrels. And, and you, you can make that system right there, which is super passive and not super efficient at doing what it's doing way better. If just a simple water pump and some black hosing that you run up high above oh, uh, up, up in there to, to where it's more surface area for it to collect heat energy. Yeah. And it pumps back into there. So during the day you're circulating the water and able to heat it more efficiently at night. You're able to control the dispersal of that heat more efficiently by how Would much you water you're pumping through. Uh, yeah. It, it, the, uh, the rate you circulate it would determine how much heat you're trying to pull out of the water. And there's based on the like sizing of the tube and everything, you could run a math equation for how much heat you're actually able to uh, disperse over a given time. But you could do that. And then with the supplemented LEDs, um, depending on your light, I know Washington is cloudy a lot of the time. You might not need them. Um, but if you do, I would I would like to have it on a DLI meter, um, which will ramp up uh, the lights DL, based DL, on what, daily light index daily or? lighting integral okay. it's the amount of light that falls over uh like a given area over the course of an entire day and where, what's the deal where do you get a dli meter uh i mean it this is like a the green, internet like greenhouse speci- specialized greenhouse gotcha. uh, stuff yeah gotcha. it's these are made for greenhouses and they're It'll hook up to a controller that will ramp up the lights when you're having like a cloudy day to supplement that, and it'll dynamically turn them off if you're not getting if you if you have enough light for the day. I think my dad's got one in his toolbox. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The other thing, I mean, some people might bring up geothermal, but this, I mean, it's rather involved. You definitely have to go down. I mean, if you have a handy backhoe or a whole bunch of laborers, and I don't know, um, you know, as far as how far it's like seven feet or so. geothermal i think it starts at six ideally you're eight or deeper yeah yeah that's a lot of work man that's a lot of digging going in there yeah that's that's getting a backhoe but really i would uh recommend you look into these rocket mass heaters and then doing something with a uh, water as like a battery to help store that heat too because the the more different stuff you can do to help save some heat and increase your efficiency at being able to hold it in the greenhouse is only going to help you yeah, and by the way, a rocket mass, mass heater might sound fancy or whatever. It's literally a long pipe and a short pipe welded together. And a 55-gallon drum. <laughs> yeah, and it just makes like an L 
I've got one out back. We built me and, uh, and my buddy Jay built one, our buddy Jay built one. And, uh, it just, the way that I guess, I don't know, physics is that what works, but it just look, it just, the, the short pipe, you make a little fire inside there and it just literally looks like a jet engine going out the top. Yeah. Of it, and well, they, they work really, they burn really efficiently, sure. which is cause it, re, it, it kind of reburns the smoke again. So it burns everything out of it really super clean. efficiently, yep. really cleanly. All that comes out of the end is water and your exhaust where you say it's like an L mm-hmm. the exhaust that comes off of there you run through either a mass of soil or a mass of rocks something that has a lot of weight to it because the more weight it has the more heat it can hold sure mine's a biochar reactor i could probably share the plans with you we we made one that actually makes biochar you fill it with with uh you know biomass and then you know and then it chars it up or wood whatever i got one more one more tip here because i remember it the root zone is really important it's i mean keeping the root zone warm can do a lot. I used to sometimes if I was facing a frost water and some warm water at mm-hmm. the end of the night just to try and keep it warm. And I've seen different ideas and envision different ideas. I don't know how you're going to plant if it's going to be in containers or in the ground and the ground definitely helps. That's why you see nurseries like mulch shit in and whatnot, help sure. keep it moist, help keep it warm. But he, there's different types of heat tape out there. So I'm envisioning like if you had heat tape on a plug-in on one end of your grow and then you're either wrapping it around each container a little bit or trying to integrate that in um, to where your, you know, your roots are, um, not actually in your root zone, but around containers or around beds or like at the bottom of them. It's, there can be interesting ways I've seen growers integrate heat tape and root zone. Nice. Nice. All right. Let's move on, man. Let's move on. Thanks for the comments, guys. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. Please keep on commenting down there and, and let's give them some, some good suggestions. All right. This is from Bud Ma Mature. Wait, Bud Ma Matrue. <laughs> Bud Mama True. Okay, here we go. I can right. talk now. Bud Mama True. <laughs> Ramo and seedlings. All right. It says, hey, dude, just started using Ramo nutrients during end of grow and hydro and doing great. My question is to you, do I add anything when starting my new seedlings? I'm starting in Rockwell, but I'm going into cocoa this time with auto pots and wondering if you need anything extra in the soil. This is my fourth grow and always trying to learn and get superb medicine. Of course, yeah, man. Love it. First. First off, I'm glad you're going to cocoa and you're getting out of hydro. I think you'll enjoy that more. Yeah, I think it depends bit. on the individual, but uh, we it's like a little bit closer rocking. to nature, man. I think it is. And starting in rock wool, going to cocoa, it's not a huge issue. It's a little tiny plug, but I'd rather you just start in a peat, cocoa pellet, compressed cocoa pellet, some type of media that sure. is going to just blend right in with that. Um, yeah. Rapid rooters so, are, are the ones I used to use back in the day. There's a hundred different kinds of them, though. As far as he's saying, is there anything extra to add in the soil? I'll just tell you what I do. There's going to be a million extra things you can add into the soil. Some of my main ones, I like a chitin, like I have uh, insect frass. It has an MPK of 222. I usually add some of that in and top dress it in. Um, and it also has uh, microbes in it when you're, you're going to be mm-hmm. leaching through into the soil. You can make a tea with it too. Yeah. Recharge, of course, staple. Um, I'm always going to add worm castings into my cocoa at a rate. What rate do you add worm in, Scotty? I mean, these are all microbes, man. Everything you're talking about is my, I throw handfuls in, man. I'm not a measurer, but that's what's fun about microbes is they balance themselves out. They reach their own equilibrium. So it's really, especially when you're dealing with seedlings and you start using chemicals, it's very easy to use a very powerful chemical that just all of a sudden your seed sucks it up. It has no choice, chemical reaction and boom, everything's dead, you know, so uh, over fertilization. So it's 
really cool with these microbes. They've got a teeny tiny bit of, of nutri nutrient in each one of them, and there's billions and billions of them. So the plant's able to uptake what it needs. It's a really cool, I love, I love uh, your suggestions, dude. That's why, that's why you're the grower, man. <laughs> you know, I got more and oh we got technical difficulties now. Uh -oh. Guru will have to throw up the technical my my my, my the people on the video show my visual just died. Whoa man, where did technical you go? difficulties throw I it up, but we can you continue cat, on. Man. Uh, so I would say in the end of it that uh, he said he's using rainbow nutrients. Definitely if you can get your hands and add if if it's not recharged, I don't know if you're in Canada, another um, type of, there's a lot of ways to get microbes, teas, Earthworm castings is the best way, uh, you know, it is an excellent way to get microbes. My recharge is a concentrated way to do it really easy, but man, earthworm castings, just even, I don't even make a tea out of them. I just sprinkle a little bit on top and let them water in. Can't go wrong with those. Yeah. Just water in your nudes. The one thing I do dig on, uh, Ramo's line is I think it's eight, it's eight mils per gallon on, uh, all on, on the, on the, all the products. Like nice. you just go down the board. And then I never needed to go over that when I was using recharge as well. As we say, when you're using you know all the nutrients and things, you have a real healthy rhizosphere. Uh, nutrients become more plant available. If that's yep. the right terminology. But uh, then you can lower. You don't usually. I'm not ever usually peeking out on on, on food schedules that I have from nutrient companies or on bottles or any of that. So, uh -huh. all right, man. Lately, Thanks, bud. Mama, true. Yeah. All right, where are we at in the Grow Talk here? We got to back over on YouTube, man. Right. We got to educate Guru. Come on. Ready? I know if we're yeah. educating and we're giving them a little background here. Yeah, not in a bad way. I'm, trying to, I'm not trying to be insulted. <laughs> <laughs> this is Debbie, Debbie Hayes. Hayes. Yeah, right on. Uh, Debbie Hayes here. Thanks for featuring my C99 photo in your Grow Talk today. This was living. This was a living plant, not Guru, cut and stored in which, water. Do you remember what, what, that, what we're talking about here? Oh, I know exactly here? what we're talking okay, about. Cool, the photo cool, with cool. a black background. And yep. Yep. She goes, not cut and stored in water, as Guru suggested. Most of my strains end up this way when I grow during the winter months and let my nighttime temps dip into the mid-60 range. Totally agree. That's how I do it. This plant was two and a half weeks in the flush when I took the picture, and it wasn't harvested for another week. Now, run, do we give any background of what we're talking about here? Yeah, yeah. We just looked at pictures. Yeah, good point. Pictures. Uh, it was on another show, guys. There's just some beautiful pictures of a bud and a complete black background that made the flower just really stand out. And Guru was suggesting that it was done in a light box. And we thought that the plant was already cut because I hadn't really seen. I've seen some, but I just really like those pictures and asked Guru how it was done. Yeah, they were nice. I actually pulled out, pulled out my light box, found it today. So the cat's um, in it right now. Going on, uh, I'm assuming Dabby Hayes is a, is a girl. I said she runs multiple strain grows. I don't trellis my plants, so I'm able to move the plants out of my grow room to set up photos. I like that grow style myself anyway, just because if I have to do if one plant has a hell of a problem with pests, it's happened to me before, and I want to either get rid of it or be able to treat it more than the others. I like keeping my plants mobile. Right. Um, but anyway, she goes into saying she didn't use a light box. She just how has a large piece Dabby of Dabby Hayes black is a girl again. I'm confused, man. What's that? How come Dabby Hayes is a girl? I didn't assume she was a girl. I don't know. How did you assume her gender? Their gender. Oh my God! Look at me. You look what you've contagioned me, man. I think Dabby. No, I think now. Dabby is. Uh, maybe it's just like Debbie. I'm going with in my head. Dabby, Debbie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, yeah, no light box guru, little piece of black felt on the background. Um, so goes into how she did this and beautiful photos. I love it when guru, I know you're working on that as well. I believe to become a little bit more skilled in your cannabis photography, right? Oh, I'm working on it. It's actually a pretty difficult thing to try and capture and capture all the detail in it. I bet. I bet, man. Um, ending Debbie Hayes says, I live deep in prohibition land and shows like this are my only link to the cannabis community. I'm glad you found us. And I'm, yeah, I love that we can provide, a, a audio or visual community, a virtual community, even if it's that to people like you. So thanks Debbie for chiming in. Thank you, Debbie. And I apologize for the dude assuming your gender. All right. <laughs> yeah. You don't do that anymore. This is 2018. What you do you want? Nuts, man? Be a band from YouTube. All right. <laughs> Quick question here. This is Where'd a grocery store check-in, man. Somebody yes. is coming. Somebody's girlfriend is coming from South Africa, and they chimed in and said, hey, Scotty and the dude, quick question. I'm from South Africa, and my girlfriend is going to New York. Where can she get recharged in New York, and she, can she bring it back in her luggage to South I Africa? I love it, man. I am. That is flattering as all hell, man. It's like, this is, wait, this is from Arno Vander Westhusen. Yes. I'm going to go with. You're going to America? All right, bring me recharge back. That, that means a lot to me, man. You know, thank you. That is awesome. Man, I, you know, I don't know about South Africa. I know the UK is pretty wide open uh, from, from what Jaron was telling me recently. We're going to do our best to get it in there. Uh, but, uh, man, I don't know specifically about the rules in South Africa. And just, wait, wait, just, wait. Isn't that where the Antwerp's from? Yeah, because if so, you could probably get it back there. I'm imagining man. <laughs> just the whole uh, aspect of it being a living biological substance. Right. Uh, a lot of places border patrol or their customs. Um, that's something that most places pull immediately, like house plants. Uh, dude, I know you recently had to go through. I, you left your house plants because you knew if you took them to the border, they were just going to kill them all. Well, because uh, of the way you can sell it, it'd be a pain in the ass. I mean, it has to do with like the anthrax scare from a few years back and whatnot. Like uh, th those, yeah. th those are biological. Shipping around powders in a bag over an airplane, not really something they're trying to do. If your girl has an address in New York where she can get some sense, Amazon Prime, yeah. get it up, yeah, take it back, and then the claim. I mean, a lot. I, 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 you can always claim ignorance. I, it was a gift for my garden. They said it was fertilizer. Yeah. I don't know. They, said, and they take it. They said enough for personal use was cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, try and get your hands on some for sure. And then Scotty will get his registration process started for South Africa. Why can't yes. they have a worldwide world registration? I would just go buy some Nestle quick, man, at the, at the grocery store, Nestle quick. And I would just pour it in the Nestle quick containers, man. Well, My that's wife, even more suspicious if I'm a security guy. I'm going to be like, why the hell is this person traveling with, like, a grip of Nestle Quick? It's just a weird travel. I'm, that's more suspicious to me. Wait, we have had this ha this exact situation happen to us at Denver International Airport <laughs> trying yeah. to go through with packages of recharge to Portland. Fuckers. Those fuckers, man. They, I, they, they immediately run Scott through the, like— electromagnetic thingy yes. and then pull them aside and are like, all right, we got to search through your bags. And then the fuck is this brown powder? There's all sorts of personality types too. Cause I will sometimes bring some back to Florida with me and uh, you know, cause I have the bamboo farm there. So I'll just bring 40 pounds in my luggage and they'll just open it up, slice it with a razor blade and then close it with all my clothes in there. So when I get there, everything I own is now covered in recharge, sir. Good times, uh, man. Good times. Pay my dues. Yes. All right. Let's. You want? Can, can we do one more? Because you know, come on, Urban Cowboy. 
left us a voicemail yeah. and he has some, he, he titles this rapid fire grow questions. All right. Let's go, so, man. Guru, so, you got your thinking cap on? Well, rapid fire these. It's not going to be too fast, but let's hit yeah. it up, man. It goes, if, first question, if a watt is a watt, I'm already feeling like Guru's going to have a, lot, a, a long explanation for this. If a watt is a watt, then how can a 600-watt LED replace a 1,000-watt? I got a short one for this. A watt isn't a watt. A watt <laughs> it, when, when we're talking in terms of heat uh, in That's the room, <laughs> a watt is a watt. But when we're talking in terms of light, uh, you can have, for a given watt, you could have a very different range of how many photons come out for that watt. And the LEDs have more photons coming out per watt, so you can replace 1,000 with an LED. But in terms of heat, a watt is a watt. When we're talking about light, a watt's not a watt. Yeah, right. so it'd be a, like it. Can we do use a car analogy, man? Maybe like a, a gallon of a gas is a gallon of gas, but how uh, how much horsepower it can produce? Or, or how, no, no, not not I, horsepower. I, I, it's how many miles per gallon. What I, you yeah, get there we go. There uh, we in go. a car, so like you could the LED is like a, a Prius or something, and then the HPS is like a Hummer. Gotcha. Yeah, and, think and we're, about and it, we're man. just going it's like for, a dude. Dude is a dude. It's not true. Whoa, man! All right, oh, my mind, so. Man. Automated drip irrigation, number two. Using automated drip irrigation, do you set them to water heavily to run off at once every day or every three or four days or just steady to keep moist? Google cyclical irrigation. Um, Guru, you can probably pop into this too, but cyclical irrigation says you do uh, a little bit of water more frequently. I think what they find out six times a day was like optimal. Yeah, it's proven in agriculture to work to increase yield and biomass Mm. from plants. Um, It it revolves around you're, you're really giving the plant a perfect root zone environment all the time instead of having the fluctuation between wet and dry. I mean, if, yeah, if you got precise irrigation control, especially if you have what I like to call a cycle stat, like a cycle timer, we have right. precision over your whole, you know, I wanted to drip for two seconds mm-hmm. and all that. Then I say I would, I would go for it. I like to water once to run off, but I hand water. So I don't want to come back and deal with sure. it for three days. And it, I have great performance, but good points on what's proven to, to be the most, you know, keeping optimal zone. I would use a really simple system back in the day where I would take multiple drippers and and put them in a, a ring around each large plant. And I would run them for one to two minutes at a time for two to three times a day. And uh, that would give me really great watering. The only thing is you got to come by once when you do that, you'll get nutrient buildup in there, especially if you're using salt-based synthetic nutrients. So you do, it's very important. Then uh, yeah, yeah. once a week or so, you got to come by. I used, that was my once a week treat. Where I was going to say, you know, it's really good at, you know, it's really good at leaching nutrients. What's that? Or, uh, or helping to make those nutrients get kind of eaten up and then more available to the plant and not yeah. just like locked out of salts on the outside of the bag. I sure do. Recharge. Yep, I sure do. And I mean, I'll, I'll make it into a commercial, but just try it. It's a really good suggestion. The stuff works. That's why I promote it so heavy. Word number three here, lights on. Temp is 72 to 78. Sounds pretty good. Sure. But lights off, temps can get up to 90 degrees. I turn everything off when the light goes out to conserve energy. Is this bad? Texas heat. Yes. I say that's bad. I Turn on your AC. Leave your AC on, bro. Yeah, you're going to need – it's going to affect your quality. If you can even get the, the temperature down a few degrees uh, in the evenings, think about what Mother Nature's doing. 
Does Mother Nature ever do that, where it's 72 to 78 in the day and then 90 at night consistently? Mm-hmm. Fuck no, man. No, and, and if you're talking about conserving energy, mm-hmm. running your AC at night is going to use considerably less energy than running it during the day. I would reckon if you have an air, it seems like you have an air conditioner if you're getting to 72 sure. and 78 with lights mm-hmm. on. Um, and run run your AC at nighttime and sure. just, just keep a, a maintained environment in there. Um, and you're yeah. not going to have those problems with like terpene uh, loss and degradation. Yeah. And I never really got my rooms down to 78. I was running 20 lighters and whatnot. Maybe, you know, as a dream to 78, but you know, they're more running in the early low eighties and whatnot. Um, there's nothing wrong with running a room in the low eighties. If it's a, if it saves you a bunch of money. I would have, uh, yeah, the higher, the, the hotter it gets and the less CO2, if you're not running that, the more detrimental the curve gets quickly. Yeah. And I mean, you can, the CO2 is a really important thing for quality in my opinion too, but if you can bump up your CO2, just even by a few hundred parts per million, uh, it allows you to grow at a bit of a higher temperature, uh, just, just really huge quality increase. I mean, why do you think I'm looking at getting the other, the the, the outside part Maybe of a mini split. split in my damn laundry room? It's because I, I don't want to, you know, a refill up here is like thirty four dollars Canadian on CO two. Right. So I, I don't have a, I'm not doing air exchange at all. I want you know total sealed grow. Sure. Uh, and it makes growing, it just makes growing better. I, I think one of the reasons you have the healthiest plants because you control the environment, and that also was why. I'm like, shit, why don't I usually, I don't usually get, you know, PM or, you know, Ramo's like, you're getting PM, dude. Welcome to BC. And I was like, all right, I'll take that challenge. Jesus. So anyway, let's move on here. So uh, clean uh, up. What's up? Oh, I was going to say, even just thinking about CO2, uh, when you just bump a couple hundred parts per million or 400 parts per million, you're doubling the amount of mm-hmm. uh, CO2 that's in the air. And plant's main goal like the, the life of a plant, its goal to is to carbon. sequester as much carbon as it can from the atmosphere yep. and the air. So if you have everything else dialed in on your grow uh, and you add CO2, you're adding the limiting factor for your grow and it's only going to increase your biomass yields. And, you know what PPM and even if you run? don't have uh, everything dialed in perfectly on your grow, adding CO2 is going to cover up some of those mistakes and drive everything a little faster. Yeah, carbon is really the macronutrient. <laughs> You know, N, P, and K, I don't know, that they're secondary, but the plant's made of carbon, man. It grabs carbon <laughs> from the air. It's food. I'm going to run it at uh, whatever PPM enables me to only change my tank once a month. That's the PPM mark. All right. <laughs> it's nice. So real quick, how to clean up beneficial predators at harvest time. If you're that concerned with them, um, I recommend using, you know, create, I've seen people do some plant dunk shit. I still haven't dunked my plants in any water. At harvest, harvest time, time though, man, I couldn't do that. Man. So I, uh, air compressor, um, I you know, just do that either. That's going to bust up the trichomes, man. I mean, it, depending at, at, at what, uh, it's yeah. I mean, if you're that concerned and if, I'm not saying right up on the man, flower, beneficial predators all over the flower and the trichome heads and stuff like that. I definitely see what he's saying. Do you think the beneficial predators just crawl straight into the trichome heads like they're stupid? They probably no. stay away. You're probably right. They're probably like, what is this? I'm, I'm really, sure there are a few I've, stuck in there. I don't know. I've released avoid. a ton of beneficial predators into the room. Sure. Not talking like ladybugs, like the ones that you can't even really see. The, right. Like predatory mites and everything. Right. Um, I've never noticed one on a bud or anything like that. Um, they're so tiny to begin with, and then they dry out. I, I don't know why everyone is so... 
You, you smoked a lot of shit in your day. Right, right. The, the, the like. I, you know what? I will see if I can ask my friend Bug Lady Suzanne about this. I wonder if there are attractants. I, I bet you there are ways bet, to attract them out of, you know, in, into certain areas. But let well, me ask no, it's about what about, that. I think I probably agree with Guru. Like if I'm wandering through the forest and I come to this like real sticky, hard to get in, like probably naturally, I'm like, hmm. I don't know about going in there. Well, I don't know. I, that's a good. I'm, I'm wondering if they do have natural in, instincts at all. If well, that's what you call. oh, they, they do. They're going to go where their food source is. Right. Their food source is not on those trichomes. It's on the fan leaves because right. that's what they're going to be eating on. I don't know. I've seen some people's trichomes that, you know, the lazy spider mite guy. He's okay. Like, yeah. That, yeah. yeah white, <laughs> those aren't white flies, dude. too. They'll get stuck on buds. <sighs> yeah, definitely. Hey, man, we can answer the rest of these questions real quick. This is this is, this is is Urban Cowboy over here, man. Is it true you can make a soil blend that requires water only from start to finish? You absolutely can. It's called a super soil. Uh, what Subcool had a recipe for it back. What, what do you Google? Subcool super soil is one recipe. Yeah, but, but I, just, I wouldn't go with that. Those are a little hot, and the it has a lot of things right, right. about it. Okay. Um, But there are some just concepts about it that are just inherently wrong. And any ideas for a good source for you know what hit up soup, kiss organics soup, soup the gardener gardener kiss organics uh yeah that yes. hussy does a good super soil and uh jeremy jeremy's uh from uh build the soil's got to do good super soils man so i would definitely contact those guys man you're reminding me don't forget on dudegrows.com that search bar will you know search super soil search soup did put up some good recipes yep. check all that shit out for sure and then yeah to yep. come so it depends also does he want to buy it or does he want to make it and what what do you have available to you right so right Okay, here you number six, mother plant in Fox, Bar Ocean, Fox Farm Ocean Forest with additional amendments. Should I be checking the pH of the tap water before watering? It's always nice to know what you got when going in. Uh, I don't adjust my pH because I put a whole bunch of microbes in there as I'm watering, and the microbes are able to feed at, at a real wide range of pHs. So I'm actually feeding the microbes that are feeding the plant. Uh, it's a little trick that I have, so... A dig. I'm gonna hit number eight too because I Come can't on. leave him hanging. There. Yeah, let's do it. He's got. Uh, oh, hit it. Where? Where? I have so many tabs open. Where, okay, where it says, go? and finally, it. for someone like oh, me, growing yeah. with bottles of salts, GH three part. Who wants? Who wants to make the switch to all organics? What's the one book recommended to help do so? And I'm, I don't know, man, as far as I'm going, book. I'm going, um, and I have this book, it's mm -hmm. uh, organic marijuana Soma style, S-O-M-A nice. style. He's a cool guy. Right on. So that's a, it's over, I see it right now. It's a $9 book or something, but sure. it's a great book. Uh, it's another, it's Soma style is like organic beds and incorporating worm, worm castings and all that. And, yeah. and he delivers his method pretty consumable in this book. Yeah. I mean, there's teeming with nutrients and teeming with microbes and all those types of books, but, uh, they're pretty tactical. You know what I mean? And I mean, as far as just practical knowledge. They're very technical. It's yeah. like going to school. Yeah. I think, I think what you do is you make friends with somebody like Soup the Gardener, you know, somebody like that and let him explain it to you. It's a lot more fun. All right. Should we put it in the bag, man? Hey, guys, don't forget, if you like the show, to vote with your dollars. If you don't want to be a supporter of the show, just speak for whatever reason. That's totally fine if you can't be a member. But please let, let the sponsors know you heard of us. Go buy yourself some radical bags. Check um, out the free know. grow store. We have a can of clamp is going up there and ten five packs of the uh, the Master Kush Blaze 420 uh, cards, where it's like the pouch you can store, shatter or anything in, and just put it in your wallet. And it looks like a credit card. Right. Uh, so we have the can of clamp and uh, ten packs of five of those, and that's going up on Monday at 4:20 uh, p.m. 
Nice. Eastern time. Eastern, Eastern time. time. Whoa. All right, let's put it in the bag. Let's do some shout outs. All right, man. I got 413 Robos and DB68. Heavy Metal Hydro and Kahuna, 1974. I got Fade as Fuck and Edward Davis. <laughs> George Joe and Cody or 420. All right, I'll take 420. Umbra and Lemon GF. What's up? Right, put it in the bag, guys. We'll be back. Enjoy the rest of your weekend because I'm about to right now. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss man is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a tune. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on. It's just weed, it's just weed In my toolbox there's a bomb Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on It's just weed it's just me I like to smoke it out me loud Yeah, yeah. Now if the big man catch you riding high Oh, we gonna lock you in a cage No If you wonder why he hates the dank Just look at how he's being paid Now, don't lock up me For smoking weed I 